ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage Miss Kelly Cates and Mr. Josh Denzel. Hello and welcome to the Overlap Live brought to you by Skybet. Now, I know a lot of you have been holding on to these tickets since before Christmas, so thank you so much for your patience, and we hope that the evening lives up to expectations. Although, to be fair, it's not really going to come down to the questions. <laughs> the pressure is all on the guys to give us the answers tonight. It's true. So we won't make you wait any longer. I'd like to introduce these three legends to this age, starting off with Gary Neville. Joining him, Roy Keane. <laughs> <laughs> and can we give a warm Manchester welcome to Jamie Carragher? <laughs> He's on yet. He's on yet, no? I have to say, it's not enough that I have to spend my working days with you three. Now it's bleeding into my social life as well. <laughs> Gary, back at the Apollo. Yes, uh, 2002 was the last time I was here. Oasis were playing. And to be fair, it was a strange night, actually, because... Um, I was with Fabian Bartes and Linda Evangelista. Nice. <laughs> I was three years single, wondering why the fuck he was with a supermodel. <laughs> but I think at the time, to be fair, it's the only time I've ever been, I was in the Daily Star Ugly Eleven quite a lot. <laughs> and it's a true story, actually. Phil doesn't like me telling this story, but my mum rung me up one morning on the way into training and said, Gary, I'm devastated. You and Phil are in the Daily Star Ugly Eleven. You couldn't pull Linda Evangelista. <laughs> I don't know why. And she said, I'm really upset about it. She said, we need to do something. I said, why? What's the problem? She said, well, it's the words they've put underneath. She said, you know, it says right back, Gary Neville, a face only his mother could love. <laughs> and she said, but it says Phil, even his mother struggles. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I didn't like telling the story. <laughs> Roy, I know you enjoy a gig, but are you, are you happy to be here? Because we're talking upstairs, and you, you seem to be having a little bit of a Barney with uh, Gary. Uh, no, I was annoyed when it was cancelled a few months ago. <laughs> I couldn't believe it, because I, I texted him back and said, why? He says, well, the country might be going into lockdown in a few days. I went, well, don't worry about it. And he said, he said something really bizarre. He went, Stone Roses have cancelled a concert in Cambridge or something. I went... <laughs> that got to do with us? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. So. And guess what happened? The country didn't go into lockdown. So we could have gone ahead. But the fact that you're here at all after the last couple of weeks, we thought you might have had other commitments in the northeast. No, no. I'm obviously not. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? <laughs> As usual, it comes down to money. I, uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I knew I was committed to this tonight, and I just... 
do get to see you more on our screens. We all get to work with you more, though. You've warmed to punditry slightly because you were quite dismissive about it when, you know, before you became a, a television superstar. No, I wouldn't say that. I just was never that bothered about it because obviously when, we, when you're playing, Kelly, you're, you're, you're in the zone and you take, you don't, I never took too much notice of what people were saying regarding uh, pundits. And I kind of just fell into it, really. I fell into it after I just left Ipswich. That United were in the Champions League final at Wembley. ITV got in touch, would I do a game? And honestly, I was in my house in Ipswich. I thought, will I, won't I? And this is true. I think it was a Monday, a couple of days before the final. My solicitor went, they'd, they'd like an answer quickly. And I read my horoscope that day and I said, <laughs> honestly, he said, you can't keep saying no to people. So I said, I'll do it. <laughs> I, I don't mind just giving my opinion and, and going home. It's fine. Well, we've seen that in action because it's not always the case that your opinion matches up with that of your colleagues. Talking about stats, stats obviously taken over the world. The stats is he's come back to Man United. How good? Goal scoring wise, yeah. All Definitely. Right. All right. That's what yeah, he's got yeah. for. What's the game about? Goal. What's, the goal? What's the game about? Where am I? You talk about Salah. The game's about scoring. The game's about goals, Jimmy. Man United was never oh. going to get Man United back winning league titles. What was the point in signing them? To come back oh, to win trophies. Is there any trophies? What did you win? Did you win the FA? Did you win the FA Cup? Did you win the FA Cup? Yeah, they come back to win the FA Cup. And get the Champions League. They've got the next. They've got the next round of Champions League. How much do you think that's worth to the club? Anyone who said Ronaldo is. No, he's not trying to win the league. Having, <laughs> you know what? Having hosted a few overlaps, I can really empathise with Jimmy Floyd because yeah, I sit brilliant. there sometimes on, on the chair and I, it, it's like ping pong. <laughs> brilliant, but again, obviously Jamie was wrong. He was talking about <laughs> <laughs> about winning cups. It is about winning cups for United at the moment. They're obviously you not told me Man United had signed Ronaldo to win the FA Cup. That went fucking well, to didn't win it? win <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but they obviously didn't do it, of course. It's in the Champions League, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> We've seen a lot worse teams than Man United win the Champions League. <laughs> uh, we have noticed, though, that while Cara and Roy may have taken to punditry naturally, it's not necessarily the case for everybody. <laughs> Roberto, Gary Neville, I never, th I never <laughs> thought you'd be interviewed by me. Oh. <laughs> no, no, never, never. That is OK. <laughs> it felt strange. Let, let alone congratulate him. <sighs> Check his hard drive. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, I've watched that a few times and I didn't realise it wasn't Movember. I know, I know. I actually got a, I got a text a couple of days later off Sky Stylist and did not introduce them to me before. And I Our said... Sins. <laughs> I said, what's it about? And she went, it's your choice of suit, your facial hair, um, and... And basically, I was uh, told never to wear a light grey suit again. <laughs> so I just kept getting really dry lips. <laughs> like, terrible it was, honestly. I was the it's most funny you say that. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's taking the piss back there. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, that was before you, that. <laughs> the strange thing is, Gary obviously does a lot of talking. Though. He never said a word in the United dressing room. Never said a word. <laughs> really? Never. 
Do you think that's because he had a, a captain who could talk for him? Because I think there's still a bit of that captain relationship between you and Gary. No, not what. Well, no, it was nothing to do with me. It was just that he was, there was senior players there. He was a full-back. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you told me I was a good one. Yeah. Oh, a very good full-back. Thank you. Uh, not great, but very good. <laughs> <laughs> One big difference with the players these days is the social media. They've got millions of followers. Do you think it's harder being a player now with all of the attention that comes with that? Gary, I'll ask you. I think it's harder from on social media... I think it's a real problem for them. I mean, even Declan Rice said that he came off social media during the European Championships and he's confident. So I think, I mean, I wouldn't go on it. I was only think the last year of my career, Twitter came out and I wouldn't go on it until I finished. Were you on it before you finished? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think, honestly, I think it's a real problem for them because they have to be on it. Their, their brand managers, PR managers say they have to be on it. But then basically I think it does hurt them when the fans go at them. The biggest problem I have with it is when they're not on it themselves and they get someone else to do it for them. That's the biggest problem I have. Don't be on it if you're not going to do it yourself. It has to, has to be your voice. We, we do see sometimes when maybe the, the, the social media managers aren't uh, you know, as connected to the players as they should be. <laughs> as you can see, Victor and each of me. <laughs> it doesn't always go well. One good thing about social media is it does give people the chance to show their true colours uh, and show a different side of them, as we can see. Are you, are you still Paw Patrol? What's going on here? No, that's, again, my kids. It was where we were in lockdown. My youngest daughter was put me under extreme pressure to post stuff. People have said to me, you know, where's my team? Which, what kind of team have I got for my social media? That's my youngest daughter, and it's just a bit of fun. But that's OK. It's different when you're obviously when you're talking about the modern player. You know, again, I don't know why the modern player gets so bogged down what happens on social media, because being a professional footballer and winning, if you're playing for the big clubs and you've got big demands, I don't know why they'd bring more pressure on themselves by plugging into all that side of it. That's just my opinion. But social media is a positive place on the whole. It allows you to send messages of support and love to colleagues and friends, like this message that, Carrie, you sent to your, your good friend Gary, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so this is when Gary went to Valencia and Cara tweeted him to say, gutted, this reminds me of when Peggy Arfex had left for Coventry. <laughs> One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. <laughs> I mean, that was a big shock when he went to Valencia. It was a bit of an uh, for that? ordeal. <laughs> thought, thought... <laughs> the best one was when he came back. <laughs> to be honest, I always blame Phil. Phil was already there, wasn't he? <laughs> he was the coach. And he's obviously said to him, this will be a piece of piss. Honest to God. <laughs> Just come over here. I'll get the lads going in training. But he had to go. He did have a go. <laughs> Six years on, feels longer, and probably felt like you were there for longer than, yeah. than you were. Um, how do you reflect on it? 
Joe something Roy said before about saying no, and I did say no the first time I was asked, and I didn't want to be a manager. Should you have stuck with that decision? Yeah. Yeah, I should have said no. Uh, it wasn't for me. I'd not, I wasn't experienced enough. But you get pissed off all the time about people getting jobs and don't deserve it, don't you? Yeah, like you. <laughs> <laughs> but do you know something? I didn't deserve that job. It's one of the biggest clubs in Spain. Didn't speak the language. Didn't have the knowledge of the league. Didn't have the knowledge of the sort of culture, anything. Go over there thinking four or five months. I didn't think it was going to be easy. But I just thought I had to basically steer the ship to the end of the season. You know, just literally four or five months... You know, like the it. fucking Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> and doing a half decent job. But do you know something? I actually lost my confidence over there. You know, you played at United all those years and you don't lose your confidence. You don't lose your confidence once at United, you come out of it and you feel strong, you feel like you can cope with anything. And over there, I remember looking in the mirror one morning thinking, I'm struggling here. And didn't know what to do with the players, was changing systems, all the things that I say on television now you should never do. And it was too much, out my depth. Um, I needed to get out of there, to be fair. Needed to get out of there. But it was something that I, I learned a lot from. I wouldn't do it in the future. I would never do it again. I mean, he's... No, but yeah, you have, you've recovered well, but Valencia haven't. <laughs> <laughs> they were a decent team, they've still yeah. not recovered from it. They're confident in <laughs> shots. Welcome back. We've had our halftime team talk, so that's the perfect excuse for us to talk about halftime team talks, which means, and I actually think this is a great opportunity because judging by this crowd, I don't think many of them will have seen the game. So it's a chance for you to talk about Istanbul. <laughs> <laughs> you said you saw a scouser in the queue for the pub outside. We found them. Yeah, yeah, there's a few in, there's a few in. Yeah, be careful on the way out, you're going to get fucking leathered. <laughs> <laughs> Buy it. <laughs> okay. I mean, what the, am I, the whole time point of it is you go, you go in at half-time, you're 3-0 down, and what everybody might imagine is that there's some big rousing managerial speech or a, no. a speech from a great leader in the dressing room. It's not quite how it happened. No, but Benitez wasn't that. He wasn't, he wasn't capable of that. He just wasn't that type of person. He was always the same, no matter what the sort of result was or how it was going. And people always ask you what it was like, and they say, oh, you know, Steve, or you arguing or fighting all this big commotion. But to be honest, you're embarrassed. You know, you're sort of like a little bit head in hand. It's the biggest game of your life. And Roy mentioned before, and he was right, we were one of the worst teams to win the Champions League. We were. We, we finished fifth in the Premier League that season. And we were playing the best team in Europe. They were the, the team at the time. So it was more embarrassing, really, going in half-time. And uh, what Benitez did, and which is Benitez's great strength, is changing things in the game and not getting too emotional. That was his big strength, because we're all emotional. He just made changes, changed the system, but all the commotion in the dressing room. He actually changed the substitution in the dressing room, so he, he told Jimmy Traore to go and get a shower. And that was his, because his English wasn't great, he just came in and went, Traore, shower. But Steve Finnan was in with the physio, so then the physio went, he can't continue. And we'd already made one sub in sort of after half an hour. So he's gone, Traore, get back out the shower. So Traore's <laughs> got to come back, put a new kit on. Finnan comes off, Finnan is fuming, because it's one of them where he thinks he can carry on. But in Rafa's head, he's thinking, well, if I, if I change that and leave Finn on, I'm going to have to bring him off in 20 minutes, then all my subs have gone. So when I actually think back and, and think how he thought, then it, 
in a really pressure moment. That's, that was, that's what his great strength was as a manager. He went to three at the back, brought Didi Man on to look after uh, Kaka in the midfield. But for whatever reason, Jibril Cissé thought he was coming on. <laughs> he was a fucking spaceman, he was. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so he's, he's got his gear off in his kit, even though he's a sub. So Rafa, I'm saying how cool and calm he was. So he's done the three at the back. He's put the idiot man, he's going to look after Kaka. And out the corner of eye, he must have saw Cissé. So before you know it, you're thinking, three nil down, AC Milan, but we've got Benitez, you know, great manager. And you're looking at the setup and the taxi, you think, you know what, I think we've got a chance here. And then you count them, and we had 12 men on the fucking board. He put Jibril on, on the right wing, but... But I, I always say this, is that it takes six minutes out of 120. So for 114 minutes, AC Milan gave one of the best performances you'll ever see in a European Cup final. And I'm just very lucky that I've got that medal and played in a famous game, because some of the players who haven't got that medal are some of the greatest players who've ever played the game. And you need a little bit of luck and to be in the right place at the right time. And I was that night, so I'm a very lucky boy. Gary. It's not, it's not quite Istanbul, but you're 3-0 down at half-time to Spurs. You go into the dressing room, you end up coming to win 5-3. What was that half-time team talk like? I think we always believed in ourselves. I don't remember the specific team talk, do you? Were you playing? I wasn't there, no. no. Suspended. <laughs> <laughs> but to be honest with you, I think if we were 3-0 down or 2-0 down, we always thought if we got a goal, they'd struggle. Any team. And I think that was what happened to us in the 99 season, lots. But he would always go mad at us to start with, but then he would always send us out with the message about how we would come back. You could feel it in the stadium, couldn't you, when we scored a goal. The whole crowd, if you're playing away from home, they'd go. And Tottenham went, and we just grew and grew and grew. And I have to say, that happened quite a lot for us, you know, in, the, in terms of sort of the fact that we had an unbelievable spirit and we were built to go to the end. So if we were losing 3-0, it was no problem to us in the sense of sort of giving in. We had to go and, you know, make sure we got back in the game, scored a goal. Were there any players who, who didn't react well to the, to the hairdryer treatment who kind of give it back a little bit in the dressing room at that time? No, I mean, you, you had to take it when it was your turn, you took it, really. I don't remember you getting too many. But when, they were, when I got them, they were big. Yeah. I deserved. I don't know about that, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> but what the great managers do, and Ferguson was one of them, Brian Clough, and, they are gamblers. They do try and win football matches. They don't settle for draws. Gary, let me paint you a picture. You've put all your work in during the week. You're in your first job as a manager. You have to take your Valencia side to the new Camp. You're playing the great Barcelona team. Please tell me you've got the goals. <laughs> we didn't want him to cry. <laughs> Half time, you're 4-0 down. You're down to 10 men. <laughs> How do you say in Spanish, let's just win the second time? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no wonder my heart's bad now. <laughs> what, genuinely, you don't speak the language. What on earth do you say at, at that stage? Triori shower. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> You look stressed there, Gary, don't you? Eh? You look stressed. Oh, gone now. He looks like Unai Emery. Unai <laughs> 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 <Sorry>. Emery. Uh. <laughs> 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 
to be fair, I knew one word. It was like, I used to say concentration. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they used to look at me and it's Contraception like, oh. it was. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I wish I had a camera on me for the whole four months. So the fucking eye. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know something? It's actually a true story, this. At the end of that game, it was the most brutal press conference you'll ever see in your life. And I'm sat there, there's about, I must be about 100 people in this room at the new camp. What was the but final score, by the way? 4-0 at half Seven. 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 Seven, yeah. And he was at the back of the press conference. <laughs> I got a fright from Liverpool at half time. <laughs> it's fucking true. I'm there, I'm, di- I'm dying on stage. I've got 100 people in front of me asking for my blood. And he's getting back going. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it wasn't good that. I was struggling then. Did you ever get like that when you were managing? You must have done. Yeah, all the time, yeah. <laughs> Not stressful. You know, we're looking at Gary looking stressed there. You know there's a theory about you in management that the more stressed you are, the bigger the beard gets. Apparently so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> is it, a picture. Is it, no? <laughs> is it true? No, not really. It depends what mood I was in. It, but people always thought when I grew my beard, particularly the players, they just thought I was getting grumpier and grumpier <laughs> as the weeks went on. But no, I was, believe it or not, I was quite, quite relaxed when I was a manager. Really was relaxed. I, I didn't lose it that many times with the players. Because particularly at Sunday, I actually had a decent group of players, had decent lads, and we lost a lot of games, but they always had a goal. And that was, honestly, that's all ever interested me. And Gary would say the same, same at United, for all this perception about me, I didn't really do much shouting, did I? I, I didn't. Honestly, it's, 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 that's not a joke. He was quiet in the dressing room, to be fair, most of the time. The only time you get pissed off is if like, one of the lads had the PlayStation on our little Nintendo things. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. Before the game. That, yeah. No, no, yeah, so he, he, he wasn't into that. No, but we had to. Like, we... Or they were late, or they were late, and didn't apologise. But remember, when I came to England, you were talking about you need examples. I went into a forest restroom, Stuart Pierce, Des Walker, and Nigel. So I always had good lads around me where I thought, is that how you behave if you're going to be a footballer? And I'm not saying these lads were, had halos above their heads. I just like what they said, and I had the same when I came to United. I loved the senior players who I felt. We're all pretty decent lads, and they set a standard at United, and I thought, I just tried to pass that on, and, and that's all it was. But it wasn't, I, I don't think it was as, as stiff as everybody <laughs> thinks I was. <laughs> but then when you go into management, sometimes you think it's dead intense, but then you need, it, you, kinda, you need a light moment. My first team talk at Sunderland, we played Derby away, and again, I spoke to groups of players before, but it's the first time I spoke to a group of players so before the team, we were in a hotel near Derby. I'm speaking to the players. I'm thinking, I've got to get this right now. I've got to win the players over. You know, you overanalyze stuff sometimes in your head. And I just, I was speaking about Derby, and I went on about the goalkeeper a bit long. I just said, their goalkeeper's not great. Uh, not great in crosses. Somebody nail him the first few minutes. And I kept going. But there was a player in the background, David Connolly, one of the strikers, but he had his hand up at the back. So I'm looking, I'm thinking... He hardly needs the toilet or something. So I go on, I keep going. And eventually I'm chatting to the person. I went, Dave, what is it? Like, what is it? You know, this is my big moment. He went, you know, the keeper you're on about. And I went, yeah. He said, he was sold two weeks. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I said, there you go. There you go. The scouts, they can't do their jobs properly. (laughs) And everyone was dead relaxed after it. And we won 2-1. 
So you're going to, you can talk about team talk. So you, you need these light moments. And then players, you can win players over with that, but you have a little bit of humour. But you do things to get it wrong. Now, we asked the guys to pick their all-time Premier League eleven. Uh, Roy and Gary, they couldn't pick any United players, and Cara, you couldn't pick any Liverpool players. Gary, we're going to start with you. Here's your team. Let us know what you think. This is the back five. Talk us through it. Ooh. Oh, hello. <laughs> I don't think they're a fan, Gary. <laughs> um, it doesn't, it's, it's not I a positive think, start. I don't think they heard that I can't pick United players. <laughs> Yeah, let me just clarify. There's no United players allowed in this team at all. So talk me through the back. You got with Allison, um, all-time Premier League. So I couldn't pick any United players. So <laughs> what the hammer that home again? Eh? <laughs> I couldn't pick any United players. Um, so Allison, it was either David Seaman, Petr Cech, or no, I'm not. No, I, I don't. I don't they don't agree. They Cech's really don't agree. Um, Quetta, two Champions League. Neil, Who the fuck do you want in? <laughs> <laughs> Neil Warnock thinks he's lucky. Kyle Walker. <laughs> Van Dyke and Terry. Uh, Ashley Cole, best left back it, in the Premier it's League. It's not bad. I mean, I, it, I don't think you can argue with Van Dyke, Terry and Cole, right? Surely. You can't pick Surely. United players. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's take, a look, let's take a look at the midfield. I don't care too much about this. <laughs> Move on. It's supposed to be a bit of fun. <laughs> Gary, Gary. Can't That's believe. Oh. Can't. He's picked Gerard over schools. This will set him off now. I'm about to wait for this one. Go on, throw it in. <laughs> I, I, no, it's an incredible team, but is it the best? Who, who would you want to see in that team that wasn't? Drogba? Who? Drogba? Drogba instead of Shearer? No. <laughs> Let's see what Roy went for. <laughs> Tony Adams in there. <laughs> Even he's not getting a clap. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember picking this, honestly, I don't remember. But I you, there's no time to back out now, Roy. There's no it's not bad. <laughs> Let's take a look at the midfield. I'll be honest, that's, that's a low-level <laughs> grumble. That's a, that's yeah. a, <laughs> I think that's probably like the least angry I've that seen is, the crowd the least during angry. This, whole, this whole piece. Yeah. And the front three? <laughs> on. Yeah. There's a lot Shira, of goals in there. Salah. Cara, how would you feel uh, coming up against that front three? Team there. <laughs> oh no, I'd have no I had no I was awful against uh, Thierry Henry. No two great teams. I don't know what everyone's so unhappy about. We, we, we can't we can't leave you behind, Jamie. Come on, what we got the here? The thing is this might prove to be the most popular team of the night. Because like you can I pick Man United like players. Go there on, let's go. Keep them happy. I've got to get out of here. <laughs> Let's take a look at the midfield. Go on, who's the midfield? Yeah. Ooh. Cara? Yeah? Who are you making your captain, Keno Vieira? Keen. Because <laughs> he's there. <laughs> he's, he's, he's trying to get on the second season of the overlap. That's what's happened. I can see what's going on here. Is there an argument for skulls in your team? 
Yeah, brilliant player, but it was always going to be Keane and Vieira uh, in those positions. Under Rooney for me. Rooney up front, no. No, no. Vieira. Shearer's made all three. <laughs> it's all about opinions, isn't it? No, no, just, uh, talking about which which era of Rooney you would put into a, a Premier League, say Cristiano Ronaldo in there. Is that the the 2008 Manchester United version as opposed to this this current one? Oh, oh def- definitely no, that abso- one. Absolutely. Mm. I mean, 2005, six to 2008, he, uh, nine actually. He was like something probably I've never seen out of this world and obviously went to Real Madrid and then went on did unbelievable things there. What he's doing now is still exceptional to be fair at the age that he is. 37 years of age to be scoring the goals he's, you know, the, the fitness levels, the, the games he plays, the goals he's scoring. Obviously at the moment it's, it's not going well at United. And to be fair, when, when the shit hits the fan, everyone gets a bit and he's getting a bit as well. And that's likely because he's the greatest player in the world. You can't just turn it off and expect that you're not going to get the flak when it comes flying. And he is getting some flak at the moment, as they all are. But back, back then, he was probably, in that four-year period, the best player. I, I always say Roy, Scolzi and Giggsy, the best three players I played with at United for longevity. Just there for so long, doing so many great things. But Cristiano, in that three, four-year block, I've never seen anything like it in my life. Anything. Roy, Jamie, did they bring him in to win the FA Cup? <laughs> I, I didn't see that. What's that? Cups! Cups! Fucking cups! <laughs> hey, I've seen you win some cups and I've never seen a happier man. <laughs> <laughs> the hardest part of football, as we all know, is scoring goals. By fair. Defending is quite easy if you've got a, a bit of a brain. You know, it's about sliding across and stop. You're stopping people. But to create week in, week out, and this United team is, is not that strong. But he's still a quality player. And he's one of the world's greatest. But uh, he was never going to get United back to winning league titles. Not on his own. United need a lot more than Ronaldo to win, get back to winning the league title. But you look at United's man, over the last few years, when going back to David Moyes came in, David Moyes' contract was up at Everton. So they brought David Moyes. Van Gaal was available. Didn't cost him any compensation. Marino was available. Obviously, Ollie was kind of pretty straightforward with his club. The current man, as if they won't go and prize a top manager away from a club. Because people say, well, someone's tied up at a club. But if you really want a manager, it's like when you want a player, you go and get him. You go and get the manager you think is the right manager for your club. Not why, well, he's not available for two years. Go, go and, you, 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 you pay fortunes for players. Yeah. I don't care who's under contract. If you think he's the right manager for Man United, you go and get him. You go and pay the money, whatever it might be. Who, who, who yeah, but do you, you want to go out and go and grab Do you know something? They, 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 cannot, they cannot put an inferior manager in against Pep and Klopp because they'll get beat up. Whoever they are, they will get beat up. Get, throw, all the, throw all the money at them in the world and it will, it will be a struggle. And <laughs> You'd have a laugh then, wouldn't you? <laughs> I'll pay for him. <laughs> Okay, so this is now officially the quick fire round. We're going to give you a word or phrase. You give a one-word answer. We're going to move down the line. Do you understand what's going to happen? Gary, first word. Liverpool. Scallies. <laughs> Roy. Brilliant team. JB. Amazing. Ooh. Next one. Manchester United. Magic. Special club. 
shite. <laughs> <laughs> this one could get interesting. <laughs> Treble. The best. Amazing. 2001. <laughs> <laughs> Next one, the European Super League. Scandalous. Forget about it. Disgrace. Micah Richards. <coughs> <coughs> Laughing. <laughs> nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> Top man. <laughs> We did ask on social media and to, to people when they, they bought tickets if they wanted to put some questions in. Obviously, we can't ask all of them, but we're going to try and ask as many of them as we possibly can. Let's start with this one from Ben Smith, who asks, who's the best player that you've played with and against? Gary, do you want to start? Scolzi and Romario. Ronaldo Zidane. Steven Gerrard, Thierry Henry. Thomas Nicholson has asked... How long do you think it'll be before Newcastle are competing? Not winning necessarily, but competing for the Premier League and Champions League. Five years, six years. That's true. If they spend a lot of money, yeah. I'll be dead and buried by then, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've got ten years before they get up there and they're really competing. I mean, look how much Man United have spent. <laughs> it is, isn't it? So Man United will always be a bigger club than Newcastle. Spent lots of money right now. We, we're a, Liverpool are a bigger club than Newcastle. Spent money for years trying to win a, a league title or a Champions League. I, I, I think it's really tough. I really do. They'll, they'll be able to entice players because of, of the financial rewards. But you know, the, top, the other top clubs have still got good money. And if you're a player and you have the option of playing for Man United, Liverpool or Man City or Newcastle and you're going to get a little bit more money at Newcastle, I think most, I think most players, I'm pretty certain, would still pick... You know, the established clubs, I, I think it'd be a lot tougher than people think. Let's get another question on the screen. What's the most embarrassing or cringeworthy bit of advertising you've ever had to do during your career? Gary, we'll start with you. Um, I think me and Phil used to wear pony boots. Something <laughs> 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 worse than pony boots here. What, talk me through the story behind this. Do you know the worst bit about that picture is that Phil's holding my lollipop. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. They must have paid you a lot of dough for that, surely. <laughs> Question four. I like this. Have you ever entered a studio, been introduced to the other pundits, and then thought, shit, it might kick off here? <laughs> Based on beef from your playing days. Yeah. <laughs> four weeks? Really? No, there's one or two I've done games with where it was, we couldn't get over that hurdle of what happened in the past. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, go on, give us, give us some juicy gossip. Shearer. <laughs> Forget it. <laughs> Do all the celebrity boxing these days? <laughs> <laughs> he do, you. <laughs> he's younger than me, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, I think he's a bit younger than me. Question five. Anna Burford said, if you could take three ex-teammates on a night out, who would you take and why? Caro, I'm going to start with you. DZ man number one. Okay, interesting, Sean. Yeah, he was a, he was a lunatic. 
<laughs> is, is, is that the criteria for coming on a night out with you? Yeah, I, I remember the first night out with Didier Man. Took him into the centre of Liverpool, you know, showing a new sign him round. I, I could tell he, he was just, you could just tell he was a bit of a boy. And uh, I just remember at the end of the night, he'd only been this week. I don't, you know, whether they put him in, in not digs, but like a clubhouse or something. I just remember putting him in a taxi and he's absolutely bladdered. And as the taxi's pulling away, the window's down, he's going, where do I live? I <laughs> 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 uh, mean, him had a great night out in, J- in Japan after the, uh, what, the, the, the thing Chelsea have just won the yeah. World Club Cup. We got to the final and got beat. But me and him ended up out after that night. He got, we got chased through the streets of, uh, of Japan, yeah. Uh, he ends up getting locked up <laughs> what? for the night, yeah. So he, he, he was one. Uh, who else? And this, this is the person you want to go on that with, I love Oh, no, he's, yeah, he's a great lad. <laughs> Craig Bellamy, yeah. Craig Bellamy's one of them. We, we, it didn't come to me before when you say, like, an awkward thing when you meet someone for the first time. Mine was more with Craig Bellamy when he joined Liverpool because he was just one of them when you played against him. He was the only player who ever spoke to me in the game. And uh, I'll never forget what he said to me. So I, I was on the halfway line. And uh, he's obviously up front. And the ball's gone into Robbie Fowler and he's lost it. And I've just gone, for fuck's sake, Robbie. And he's gone, how can you say anything about him? You can't lace his fucking boots. (laughs) 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 And I've just stood there. And one of the few times in my life I did have nothing to come back. And I was thinking, you little bastard. (laughs) But then he came to Liverpool and he had this reputation. And some of it was, was right. But... He was a brilliant character as long as you could. It was like you almost had to give him a slap once a month in the nicest possible way <laughs> just to like let him sort of know where he was. But hilarious, funny, brilliant trainer, really good player as well. And on a night out, obviously, you've got to keep a golf club away from him. But <laughs> he was, uh, yeah, he, he was quite lively. And the third one? Oh, the third one. Neil Rudzik, got to be Rudzik, hasn't he? It's Just for obvious reasons. I mean, Razor, isn't it? he's going to league at your own now, isn't he? Bollock for 50 quid. I mean, <laughs> what a guy. <laughs> Roy, three teammates on a night out. Um, well, a big help to me when I first came to United was Lee Sharp. <laughs> Sharp is great company. Really good on a night out. Really good lads. To, you know, good one for a few drinks and the women. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, Nicky Butts a good night out. Nicky's yeah. a good crack. Yeah. Nicky's good company. Got- Just... Yeah, just about right. Nicky doesn't doesn't cross that line. And um, <laughs> Cantor was good for a night out. Again, like just a few drinks. What kind of vibe is he bringing to a night out? Ooh, Eric. Yeah. He's just yeah, just just cool. He's just cool as a breeze. Stands at the bar, chills out, but you know, knows how to enjoy himself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Eric was good. Gary. Gary, go on. Um, I think Bex. He always attracts a good crowd. <laughs> <laughs> It's a good start. I always, to be fair, I always remember being asked in the dressing room how I met my wife. Sorry, Emma. Uh, and Scholes, he went, two things. His best mates were David Beckham. <laughs> and he had his best pulling gear on his United Blazer that night. He's um, I'd say Bex. I'd go Butty as well, because he's good fun. I'd like to see you and Schmeichel on the night out again, actually. Oh, is there a story behind this? That was nice, yeah. Do you want to tell us a story? We're going to night out together. Yeah. They have four. Rematch. Oh. You can have four. We'll give you four. Rematch. It's your show. Yeah, for the rematch. You can, you can have four if you tell us a story. About what? About the fight. <laughs> <laughs> but do you know what? We had a good dressing room. So when we, uh, <laughs> the, honestly, the beauty was 
And Peter's always held his hand up. Peter takes the blame for it again. We had a, again, it was a late night, believe it. It's never over breakfast, this is always a late night. And believe it or not, Nicky Butt was involved. But he was on, but he's always on the scene. Whatever's yeah. going on, Nicky Butt is there somewhere, you know, if it's good or bad. He's, he's on the fringes. I suppose like when he played. Um, <laughs> he, 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 no, Nicky was a good player, that was a joke. I, uh, no, do you know what, Peter, there was a bit of, when I was injured, I came back and Peter didn't want to give the cap and see if, if I'd bore you with that stuff. So there was a bit of tension between us, but good tension. You know what I mean? You're like, we don't like each other, but I'm glad you're my goalkeeper. You know what I mean? And uh, we'd wear pre-season, drinking the usual three or four in the morning. I said something to Peter on the way back, blah, blah, blah. And he was waiting for me outside the room. I went back to Nicky's room for a club sandwich, believe it or not. <laughs> <laughs> Really exciting stuff, you know, club sandwich. And, uh, and I came out of my room and Peter was waiting. He went, I've had enough of you. I remember I, remember I, was, I was like coming round, I went, you've had enough of me? And I was like, well, let's, let's get it on. So, and, uh, and the madness of it, obviously we had a fight. It, it seemed like ages, but I'm guessing it was only about two or three minutes. And um, Nicky was like, I always call Nicky like the great boxing referee Mills Lane, so he broke it up. <laughs> the next morning I wake up and I'm rooming with Dennis Irwin. This is the funny bit and we're late for the bus. Now, Dennis Irwin is the most straightforward guy, you know, I definitely reckon he still goes to mass every Sunday, dead straight. <laughs> and we're late for the bus, Dennis is going mad. Right, we're late and I'm going, Dennis, shut up, will you? I said, okay, now you give me a headache and we're getting our bags ready. <laughs> And he's shouting at me, and my finger, my hand is really sore, and I, me and Dennis are getting done. I said to Dennis, I'm, I'm sure I was fighting last night, I can't remember. <laughs> he said, just get on, we get on the bus. Ferguson's gone mad, you're fucking late, and we're like, whatever, get on the back of the bus. And I said, but you, what, what happened last night? He said, do you not remember? I went, I vaguely remember, was I fighting? He went, you were fighting with Peter. And Peter had glasses on. <laughs> This was like, this is early in the morning, so I'm going, uh, I, hope, I hope he's marked, you know what I mean? <laughs> and then we land, we go, wherever we went down to, there was a press conference, two players had to do the press conference, me and Peter. <laughs> and honestly, so Peter eventually, obviously, you have to take your glasses off eventually. He's got a bit of a black eye, and um, Ferguson pulled us when we got back to Manchester, he went mad. He said, the two of you are a disgrace to the club. Blah, 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 you're going to be fined. He says, Sir Bobby Charlton came out. He was on the same floor as us. He says, you're a disgrace. I remember thinking, he could have broke the fight up. (laughs) 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 And and then to be fair to Peter, I'll give him a little bit of credit. He said, you know, gaffer, gaffer, it was my fault. I was waiting for him. So he kind of took the fall for it. And after that, we were okay. It was good to get rid of that bit of tension between us. You know, just a good fight. (laughs) Just a good scrap. And the final question, Roy, from Michael and Richard McAndrew. When you played together for United, what was the one thing that pissed you off about Gary Neville? (laughs) Just one. one. (laughs) (laughs) That's passing, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) I I just can't understand a full-back. When you're right full-back, you can... Actually, kick it out of place so many times. Yeah. <laughs> no, the whole pitch is that side here. So, no, but Gary was Gary was a really good player, really good player, and a, a good teammate. I want to make that clear. <laughs> Tongue in cheek. The other reason we have to be nice to him is because mm-hmm. it's his birthday tomorrow. Is it? Yes. Oh. So we've got a <laughs> birthday-themed question for you oh. as well. What would be the perfect present? 
Emma with fuck all on when he gets in. Where's Emma? Hers will be that I keep my clothes on. <laughs> What's the worst gift that someone's ever given you? <laughs> oh dear, you got me a gift. I didn't know it was your birthday. You're <laughs> <laughs> supposed to know. Gary, thank you very much. Uh, Roy, thank you very much as always for your time. Thank you very much as well to Jamie Carragher. Guys, your brilliant panel. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. <laughs> 